the podcast with your host, Mike May. Welcome back, everybody. It is February 23rd of 2024. The Carolina Hurricanes are 56 games into the season with a record of 34-17-5, good enough for second in the Metro and fourth in the East. They're 8-2 in their last 10, and they are 17-4-1 since December 27th. That was really when their season started to turn around. They've been one of the hottest teams since that point. Really quick, we will jump in, look at the games from last week, starting with a Saturday, February 17th, tilt at Vegas. Hurricanes win this game 3-1. to one. The things I really want to focus on, Svetch is back in the mix, beautiful goal on the backhand, playing the power forward style of hockey that we need Andre to play. Hopefully that's something that gets the juices flowing for him. He's got a goal and two assists in the last week in the three games played, so he's starting to pick up that point-per-game pace. And we obviously know the other things he he does on the ice, but that's a good start for him. One of those caliber goals that can really light a fire under you, get your confidence back. So really happy to see that. Jarvis nets the second goal of this game. Honestly, he's doing all the little things. It's why Rod loves him. It's why he gets trusted to do the things he does. Net front, net front drive, excuse me, just fighting off bigger bodies. Heck of a heck of a way to get a goal for a guy that's certainly undersized, but it's the part of his game that he's always had. There's no fear in him. He's not afraid to go against the bigger bodies. He's driving the net, doing the right things. He gets rewarded with the game-winning goal against Vegas. And then we'll cap it off. Nason, beautiful eye-hand coordination to knock the puck down at the crossbar level and then bat it in for the third goal. We don't want to miss the point that one of the biggest ruts we've had this season with Kokaniemi, no points, really struggling, gets an assist in this game. Hopefully that continues to feed into future games. Moving forward to Monday, February 19th, at home against Chicago. 6-3 win for the Hurricanes. What I want to focus on with this one, Chicago's a bad team. There's no, there's no doubt about it. It's Connor Bedard and the ragtag gang. So there's not much going on for Chicago. They looked bad. The Hurricanes jumped all over them at the beginning, and then they kind of let off the gas a little bit. That can be expected. This is a situation where we saw Spencer Martin play on Saturday. We see him play again on Monday. Some of the goals weren't that great. Some of the defensive efforts, not that great. 6-3 win. You'll take it. F building off the point from the previous game, KK is able to grab a goal in that game. Gets him, himself a goal and an assist. Hopefully, we can see him start to find his confidence. He's playing the fewest minutes he's played in a while on a consistent basis, under 10 minutes most nights. We really need KK to find his game. If... This team wants to be a Stanley Cup contender and not acquire a second-line center. Jack Jurius has been serviceable, and in the limited minutes he plays anywhere from 13 to 14 a night as of late, he's, he's productive, but he's not a bona fide two-center yet. 
and at this moment, neither is KK. He was trending in that direction, and I still believe he has the toolkit to do it, but it's been a down couple of months for KK. And now we'll focus on the game, the game that really sets the stage for what the Hurricanes can be. Last night, February 22nd, at home against Florida, playoff atmosphere. Tons of animosity between the two teams. One of the chippier regular season games I've seen in a long time. What a gutsy effort by the Hurricanes. Really battling it. You've got Bobrovsky really standing on his head, playing fantastic. The Canes have Martinuk hit a post. D'Angelo hits a post. Natchez gets robbed by Bobrovsky backdoor. Natchez whiffs on a backdoor. Or excuse me, Natchez is robbed. Just straight up robbed by Bobrovsky. Not the backdoor play. The play where he gets the puck in the middle of the ice. Has all of the opening. Tries to wait out Bobrovsky. He flicks up that, that skate and pad. And is able to kick save the puck. Beautiful save. And then Natchez later gets whiffs on the back door so you have tons of opportunities and we're not even talking about Aho has a tap in that just he gets his hands tied and can't finish it off and you're looking at five serious opportunities to put the puck in the back of the net and when you miss those chances against a team like Florida nine times out of ten it's going to come back to haunt you but the Canes were resilient they played a very strong game all night. Kachetkov was phenomenal. He was playing confident. He was challenging at the top of his crease. He was going toe-to-toe with Bobrovsky with the acrobatic saves. It was it was really fun to watch. It's encouraging. That's the Kachetkov you need every game going forward. It's a big deal for a young Russian goalie to go up against you know, one of the kings of Russian goaltending in Sergei Bobrovsky. And he certainly showed up like it meant something to him. And you need those that you need that to be how he responds in every game. It was fantastic. Love every second of it. I know that the broadcast mentioned how the Canes didn't have Svech in the playoff series against Florida last year. Svech hits Kachuk early in the game. Kachuk exit exits for the remainder of the game. It's a hit that doesn't look like it's a hit that should injure, but that's that's physicality. When you introduce physicality into the game, you know you can put people off their game. You're not ever trying to hurt people, but you certainly want to make them uncomfortable. And a guy like Svech will help you do that. And I think that was evident. And then you get a fantastic last-second goal from Ajo. Beautiful goal. The place goes wild. Atmosphere was incredible, like I mentioned before. And then there's bad blood after the whistle. After the final whistle, you've got a meeting of teams. Kuchekov feels the need to go out in his post-game interview. He said, there were six Panthers and only five of my boys. I just wanted to even it out. I didn't want to fight. Um, you got to love that. I think no touch my guys was part of the phrasing he used, which is just phenomenal. It looks like the uh, Hurricanes marketing department has turned that around into a t-shirt now. So if you want a no-touch-my-guys shirt, I'm uh, pretty sure they are available online. And, you know, the bad blood sh- continued to show. The 
the Florida Panthers players decide they don't want to leave the ice. Uh, you've got the five foot two Lomberg mocking the storm surge, which, you know, it was impressive considering the IQ of that guy. I'm surprised he even knew it existed, but you know, that's just good old Lomberg for you. And it ends with the coaches from the Florida Panthers having to tell their guys to get off the ice. That's what you love. It's it's playoff hockey in the regular season. It's rare that you get to see that. And it's clear that there's bad blood between these two teams. And I fully expect them to see each other in the playoffs at some point. And I expect it to be even more heated then. So that that breaks it down for you. That's what you're going to see. That's the Canes team that you need to see that's resilient. I remember... But while watching the game, it was just giving me flashbacks to the playoffs because it's a stalemate. It's two teams that grind each other down into the ice, and it's who's the last man standing. And last night, it was the Hurricanes. Really encouraging. I think management needs to look at that game and understand, hey, this is where we're legitimately Stanley Cup contenders. We need to treat the trade deadline and leading up to it as if we are. It can't be, let's just see what happens. We like our team, which I understand there's a very strong likelihood that we like our team is the message we're going to hear after the trade deadline. There's a very realistic chance. There's no serious moves made because of the cost of what's on the market and what's available. I know Don Waddell did an interview with Pierre Lebrun and, you know, paraphrasing it for you, he essentially said, we like our team. Um, that could be him playing his cards close to his chest. We know the Hurricanes like to keep things in-house. They don't like leaks, et cetera, et cetera. So really interesting time for the Hurricanes. That game, to me, is a litmus test for for the Stanley Cup. That If you can go into a game like that, a cert, a certain, certainly a playoff atmosphere, then you got to treat your team like they're legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. I want to touch on a few players. Piotr, two shutouts in his last four games, one goal against on his last 75 shots. Mr. No-Touch, my guys, has been playing great hockey. If he's going to want to stay the number one, if he's going to want to even be the tandem if Anderson comes back, he's got to keep playing like this. He's got to earn his shot. He's got to take the crease for himself. It's not going to be handed to him. And the way he's been playing lately, he's trending in the right direction, right? We need to find the consistency. We need to keep it dialed in. That was what I mentioned, what I loved about his game Thursday. He was focused throughout. He was tracking the puck. He was reacting accordingly. He was playing high on top of his crease. All the things you want your goaltender to be doing, he was doing. So Piotr is trending in the right direction. We need it to keep going that way. Svetch's physicality, the points are coming back. Like I mentioned, one goal, two assists in the last three games. Got to love where things are heading for him. We need Svetch to be at the top of his game to be serious Stanley Cup contenders. And then the last guy, Jarvis, briefly touched on it. One goal, three assists in his last three games. He's on pace for 67 points. He's really evolving. He's finding his confidence. He knows how to play the game the right way. He's going to continue to earn responsibility on the ice 
you can look at one simple metric. He's taken 145 face-offs this year, and he's 45% on those face-offs. So Rod's giving him a chance. He's introducing him in the face-off dot, letting him build his game that way. I've mentioned it on previous episodes. There's a chance that we see Jarvis at center down the road if they think that he can handle it. But everything's trending in the right direction. The only question mark, we're still on the when's Anderson coming back train. Is Anderson coming back? We don't know. You know, he did his first interview recently, but it could be a week, two weeks, three weeks. It could not be the season, honestly. We don't really know. I'm not sure if the Canes don't want to give too much information or if it really is just a scenario where we have to wait and see. But that's the big piece. This team has the ability to compete for a Stanley Cup. Management should take the proper moves to make sure that they give them the best chance. We've got a lot of UFAs coming up. There's going to be guys on the team this year that are definitely not on the team next year. Rod wants to go for it with a group. This group has been together for a while. Give the boys a shot this year. If it doesn't work out, you reset next year. It might not be Stanley Cup aspirations, depending on what happens contract-wise, et cetera, et cetera. But go for it. That's, in my opinion, Thursday night made me feel like the Canes need to go for it. They're building their game. They're not at... They're not at A-plus level yet, but they're sneaking up towards it. If everything is lining up to where they're going to peak at the right time, then you go for it. That would make me happy. I would be okay with having a down year next year if it meant that this year the boys got a legitimate shot at winning it all. All right, upcoming games. Saturday, February 24th versus Dallas. Back-to-back Sunday, February 25th at Buffalo. Tuesday, the 27th at Minnesota. And then Thursday, the 29th at Columbus. So we've got four games that we'll review on the next podcast. Three of those being away. There's a back-to-back in the mix. All of those, you'd like to see the team come back and beat Dallas And then Buffalo, Minnesota, Columbus, all games you should win. I would really like to see the Hurricanes come out of that stretch with four wins. I think three at a minimum would be the expectation and just continue to climb. And we're just getting closer and closer to that trade deadline. We're getting closer and closer to the potential return of Anderson. So as the season continues to progress, we should have a much better idea of what this team will look like come the end of April. As always, I appreciate you all for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and rate us on whatever platform you use. It helps us grow. So we'd be happy to have more people involved. Look forward to seeing you all next week. Take care.